0: Shalom friends, thank you so much for being here. We're so delighted to learn with you today and with Rabbi Rachel Adler, David Ellenson Professor of Modern Jewish Thought Emerita at Hebrew Union College, LA, was one of the first to integrate feminist perspectives into interpreting Jewish texts and law. Her book, Engendering Judaism in 1998, is the first by a female theologian to win a National Jewish Book Award for Jewish thought. It's hard to believe, 1998. She has published over 60 articles on Jewish thought, law, and gender, and on suffering and lament in Jewish tradition, as well as the whimsical tales of the Holy Mysticat, a prize-winning resource for adult Jewish education, of which I had the pleasure of of interviewing uh, Rabbi Adler about uh, just a few years ago, which you can find at our Valley Beat Madrash Learning Library. <clears throat> so Rabbi Dr. Rachel Adler, thank you so much for being with us today uh, to learn with you. Friends, as usual, we'll have about 35 to 40 minutes uh, to learn from Professor Adler and then the chance to open up the conversation.
1: Okay, nice to be here and let's get started. This is, um, uh, going to be an
2: intricate thing we're doing um so we start out with the commonest question that people have when they have misfortunes why me what did i do to deserve this and there are many many
1: answers to that question in biblical and rabbinic literature. Um, And we're going to examine a particular one. A good thing to remember about Talmud is that it's not like a Western book where you have one authoritative voice telling you what's what. Instead, it is a multivocal text. There are many voices, and they might all be right. That's an unusual idea for us who have had Western educations. So the other thing that is unusual here is that we have an unusual kind of mishnah. Usually, mishnah is legal material. This is an agotic mishnah. It is about the formation of perspectives and attitudes and, and not about legal decision-making. In fact, most of the uh, behavior that the Mishnah addresses is behavior that occurred when no male was around. Um, we'll see that there is, um, there's a a, a major change in tone, when uh, the Gemara starts to address the question of what, what does it mean when bad stuff happens to men. So let's, let's get going. Um, by the way, this Mishnah, I think, was meant to be overheard by women. Um, we know that there were often women around when men were learning. Many rabbis taught in their own homes. Even in uh, the uh, Beit Midrash or in the Beit Knesset, women were present separate from the men, sometimes nursing their children there, but present. So um, what this Agadah seems to want to do, this Mishnah, Uh, is inculcate the idea that God is watching even when rabbinic men are not. So let's take a look at the Mishnah itself. It's a short Mishnah. Could we have that Mishnah, please?
0: Uh,
1: Eddie, could you start
2: screen sharing that Mishnah?
0: Yep, on my way.
2: Okay. Okay. All right, I'm just gonna move on because we haven't got time.
1: Al There we are. See where it says uh Mishnah, um we're next to the Gimel, All right. Um it, uh for three sins women die in childbirth. Um and they then it enumerates what those are um that's kind of strange language because they are not careful about uh nida the laws about um uh menstruation uh, about uh Hala uh taking of the portion of dough that would have been the priestly portion and lighting uh the lamp. Um so um you need to understand that uh uh we can let's let's get that off for a minute, Eddie, if we can, please. Okay. So um we need to understand that childbirth in the ancient world was a major cause of death for uh, women. You can see that in the excavated remains of ancient uh, cemeteries, either there was an infection or a problem in delivery. Sometimes the girl who was bearing the child was immature and the birth canal was too narrow to permit delivery. So the classical texts assume that men are going to outlive one or more wives. This um, uh, chapter that we're, uh, this Mishnah that we're learning, is in the chapter in uh, Tractate Shabbat um, uh, called Bameh Madlikin. And its central issue is lighting the Shabbat lights. And those wouldn't have been, Candles. Remember, they would have been oil lamps, and uh, the defining a defining feature of pre-Rabbinic uh, uh, Judaism is that the the Rabbinites um, made a rule that you had to light lights in your dwelling place before um, Shabbat. Um, I think uh, that Sadducees, maybe they just kicked each other in the dark and swore a lot. I don't know what they did, but um, uh, this is what, this beautified Shabbat uh, in Rabbinic Judaism. Uh, Now, note the language then. Um, It says the women deserve to die because they were not zihirot, because they were not careful. In other words, the Mishnah here is presuming that a sin arising out of carelessness rather than intentional violation is nevertheless punishable by death, but only in the case of women. Nobody could receive a death sentence from a court on these grounds, but. The is attributing that kind of death sentence to God. Why? Now legally these acts are not what are popularly called women's mitzvot. There isn't a uh, mitzvah of uh, searching for menstrual blood um, uh, just as mikvah I- immersion isn't a mitzvah in itself. If you want to be, if the, uh, the women are to be permissible for sexual intercourse, which is prerequisite to the male mitzvah of um, uh, increasing and multiplying, then they have to have seven clean days after menstruation and immerse. Um, and uh, actually, even the seven days is a sort of, um, uh, later rabbinic legisla- legislation, Um, the, uh, so the analogy would be uh, that there isn't a mitzvah that says thou shalt eat meat, but if you want to eat meat, you have to uh, get a uh, meat from a kosher species and have it, um, slaughtered properly. Uh, as for halal and hadla kataner, there are uh, mitzvot that have to be done for bread to be permissible and for households to have light on Shabbat. So, uh, anybody who's baking bread or available to light the lamp is supposed to do so. And generally, those tasks were allotted to women. And generally, men weren't around to supervise. Uh, women had to be trusted. But the, this Mishnah. Distrust women. And so its answer is to terrify them into obedience, even when men aren't around to watch them, by telling them that God will punish their uh, carelessness with death. In other words, this is a theological Mishnah, and legally, it hasn't got a leg to stand on. So the Gemara needs to check up on the reasoning. Big time. Let's um Eddie, can we have that Gemara back? Um let's let's take a look at at that Gemara. Okay. Could you scroll up a little bit? Um all right. So what we got here is um that what's what's the reason uh, uh regarding uh NIDA? uh a Yosef uh he kill ka lot but uh be bitna lisiakh uh tilka be hadre bitna um uh here's a, a nice um uh, uh parallel thing the punishment fits the crime uh it it, uh, it there's a symmetry um uh uh, all focused on this necessary but disgusting piece of equipment that women have that coincidentally men do not. Um, uh, the uh, she uh, you know screwed up uh, uh, concerning uh, uh, her uh, her womb, uh, and so she's uh, punished by means of the uh, the womb by death and childbirth um uh so um but uh as we go on we're going to see it it gets a lot less symmetrical uh chala, the hadla kataner my was so a what about chala and lighting the uh the lamp uh uh ikal um, uh my ikal meimar um what can be said about those uh he did drush ha haful ga uh galilaa a ale der rav hishta this galilean uh this uh, uh who is not named taught in front of rav hishta uh, the, the following teaching. Hu, the Holy One said, uh Dam Natati Bachem Al Iskei Dam his uh etchem. I uh I uh placed a quarter of a uh log of blood in you when you were formed and therefore uh, I I'm entitled to um uh Uh, command
2: you about matters of blood. Um, That's not such a good proof text. Uh, It's not such a good
1: proof text because it's not a tight fit. When I say not a tight fit, I mean uh, it's kind of like if you want to court over a parking ticket your lawyer is going to be most successful if the lawyer argues from parking regulations if if the the lawyer tries to cite the bill of rights that's legally not a tight fit and probably uh you know not as
2: as good a legal argument um uh so uh, then um uh, we
1: have uh, got um uh, that was the uh the argument uh, the argument about um uh, about the uh,
2: blood. um uh, let's uh, can we move on to the next page great uh thank you so
1: now we've got um uh the question of uh uh hala and uh we and we're it it's being compared to uh uh resheet uh the uh uh
2: the um Uh, i i want to go back for a minute and say something about uh, uh about the blood
1: um there are a lot of rules about blood uh uh, and and uh, not all the violations result in death sentences. Um, uh, shokhtim, uh, ritual slaughterers, aren't struck dead because they messed up a shchita. Manslaughterers, who by definition didn't intend to kill, aren't executed. So now uh, that's th- that's why that's a kind of sloppy proof. Uh, then we have this matter of reshit. Uh, in other words, that God calls the people Israel God's first fruits. And, um, and that is what entitles God um, to um, uh, legislate about first fruits. And in that legislation, um, the, uh, uh, the Galilean is including challah. It didn't even mention Hala. So this is another uh kind of uh not very uh, uh stable uh, uh
2: uh connection. Um and uh the argument the argument uh seems to be um uh,
1: uh look uh let me get back to uh th- this text here uh, and and
2: take a look at where we are with hadla hot uh Haner, um uh which is um uh uh w- which which is uh uh you know god uh placed um uh uh god placed um uh uh
1: in you the nishama uh uh nishama uh, shadatati akru is is called a lamp uh and there and that's god's uh, justification for commanding uh uh and therefore things concerning lights i uh am entitled to command you uh uh if you uh, if you fulfill those great uh the love and if not I. Uh, he he need no tail Nishmat Um uh, I'll uh take your soul away from you, uh if, if you didn't do it. Well um that also um uh is a, a, a kind of um uh problematic proof text. Uh, First of all, uh, Hadlakatne wrote, uh, uh, lighting the lamps uh, is uh, rabbinic law and not even uh, Torah law. And uh, the analogy of the soul as a, a lamp seems to be saying because God made you anytime you don't fulfill a mitzvah, God is entitled to kill you. And that's really an untenable uh, contention. And so uh the rabbis interestingly don't comment Tanach as they did concerning Nida. They don't say that's an acceptable argument, that takes care of it, um, uh from the Shoresh Noach, uh, as they do on Nida. So instead they politely change the subject.
2: And when they change the subject, Um, What they ask is, why in childbirth? Why shouldn't God strike a sinner dead precisely at the moment of the crime?
1: Um, But of course, that's counterfactual. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, there'll have to be an effort to prove that childbirth isn't just a natural danger, but also a time for punishment. So uh, uh,
2: what we get here are uh, five different explanations. Um, We, we get, uh, first, uh, Rava, um, who's, who says, um, who says, um, when the ox,
1: uh, is, uh, fallen, sharpen the knife um in other words childbirth is a convenient uh, opportunity for punishment because the woman like the fallen ox
2: is already vulnerable uh then uh we get um uh, uh abaye who uh, who says um uh tapesh uh uh atiros and
1: amta the maktara le 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 have um
2: uh which translates um uh i uh, 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 let let the maid servant
1: um uh err uh multiple times uh with one beating uh uh they uh, sh- all of those um sins uh will be uh will be punished so abaye's concern is why three sins would receive only one punishment? If there were a way for God to kill the woman three times, that would be much more symmetrical to a baye. But he draws a real life analogy from his own experience. You wait until several offenses have piled up, and then you beat the crap out of the maid servant. And uh, here, uh, this language was very difficult. Uh, tapish means tarbet, let increase, and teus means peshar, sin or fault. Let the sin or fault of the amta, the female slave increase, with one mach beating from a khatar a rod, it will be punished. So there, uh, the two inferences that I get from Abaye's interpretation is, one, don't take a job in Abaye's household, and two, abaye seems to have constructed an abusing god in his own image so now we have uh, Ravchista
2: um uh here uh who um Rav Hista amar uh shfike L- uh,
1: L- 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 Ravaya, uh uh
2: uh, so leave the drunk alone
1: because he'll fall by himself. So Rav here seems to believe that ordinarily childbirth would invariably be fatal all god has to do is withhold divine providence to rescue the woman not just uh, let nature take its course and she'll die so now we've got um uh uh yeah uh, someone is commenting that abaye sounds like a gem uh he's apparently not he's not always like this but uh this is certainly not a very pretty picture in this uh uh sugya that we're looking at um so marukva marukva amar uh i am having a little trouble with
2: uh, uh seeing this it's a little um small uh but um uh he, yeah all right here um so uh no
1: um i need you to move over on one page one thirty that's great all right uh no uh yeah that's it uh one yeah so um uh marukva um uh marukva is an interesting psychological case marukva mar uh aya <benchmarks on himself> um uh, the shepherd uh, is lame the isay rihatan and the you know sheep or goats are frisky above khutra um above khutra mile above dare hushpana. so um uh, uh, the shepherd is crippled, the go- goats are running, he can't catch them. Ne- next to uh, 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 outside the um the um uh, outside the, the fold um uh, uh he he just has to uh coax them in and uh so uh, and inside the uh, the uh, fold he can beat them uh, so here's God as a lame shepherd and women are as goats who are all over the place and uh, and uh, God can only beat them up once he's gotten them cornered in the fold uh, possibly a little projection about how helpless Marukva feels about women's autonomy um uh so uh now we have Rav Papa, Rav Papa Amar Abav Khenvata Um uh uh Nifisha um, uh 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 Um at the gate of the uh shop um uh there's now, uh, you need to understand that he's changing the discourse here. Um, the comment could apply to both men and women, maybe more so to men. At the gate of the shop, now, men socialized in shops, maybe more so than women, um, uh so at the gate of the shop, there are uh, there are um, uh, f- brothers and, and friends. Above B- Bizione, uh, at the uh, gate of I mean, uh, Biziona, uh, which could mean, according to Jastro, a prison, solitary confinement, or public disgrace. Um, at, at that gate there are no uh uh brothers or friends uh, it, then the sociality falls away and the sufferer is all alone and that applies to everyone um so what what's going to happen here is we just got a kind of turnaround and the Gemara is going to start focusing on the important normative sufferers men and the language changes uh not uh how or when or why are they punished
2: or killed but um, it, it it's going to say uh the men hey he mivdaki how are they Tested or evaluated. Um, and we
1: get a very cryptic answer from Reish Lakish, who says, Bisha'a Sheovrim al Hagesha. When they cross over a bridge, and the editorial voice of the Sugya is incredulous. It says, the Gesher, vitula, vitula, a, a, a bridge, that's it, and is answered Ama ke- something like a bridge. Now, a bridge is a point of transition. Nobody lives on a bridge. A bridge is a way to get from one. Point to another. And you'll note that half of the Amoraic authorities who are quoted here are in Babylonia. So, uh, Eddie, would you please show us that map for a minute? Uh, And then we can go back to this page, but let's have the map. Uh, let's see if we can have a map. Why are they? Why would a bridge be such a powerful
2: symbol to them? Um, uh, all right. Basically,
1: if you take a look at this, this is a map of all of the Jewish communities of Bavel, and what you can see is that they're all clustered along the banks of both sides of the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, all along the banks. So um, uh, I think we're done with that now, Eddie, but thank you.
2: You can see that if you wanted to get from one Jewish community to another, You had to cross water. Now, um, also, you know, uh, some of those
1: uh, um, uh, uh, authorities we know traveled between Israel and uh, Babylonia. So, all of the authorities have probably got some experience with traveling on water. And there is a difference between Eretz Israel and Babylonia here. Uh, Eretz Yisrael, like other parts of the Roman empire, uh, there were a lot of bridges that were stone that were e- expertly engineered because that's what the Romans were good at. And in Europe, some of those bridges are still standing and still in use, but Bavel, Babylonia didn't have a lot of stone. Even its stone bridges were not as well engineered, and other bridges were built out of waterproofed reeds and were not altogether reliable. Um, Also, note that there exists the word gaishar, which um, sounds as if it should be translated bridger. Uh, but it's not a bridger uh, and it's not in fact, usually a bridge keeper. It usually is used to mean a ferry operator. One way to cross a river in Bavel is to go in a ferry boat, but this also has some built-in uncertainties depending on the condition of the ferry and the competence of the
2: operator.
1: And the reason, as we said, that you would need to do all of this crossing water is because if you wanted to get from one Jewish community to another, that's what you'd need to do. So I'm going to propose uh, that bridges and ferries get uh, conflated uh, in this sugya. And that's why we're going to move on to the precautions uh, that great rabbis took um, getting from one place to another.
2: Now, if we could have um, that uh, text back again. Uh, that the page that we were, that we were on before. All right. So, uh, so we've got a number of
1: strategies here for um uh, crossing uh either crossing a bridge or getting in a uh ferry boat. Um and uh I uh, we've got um uh we've we've got um
2: uh rav um uh we've got uh rav um who would not
1: cross a river in, in a ferry in which uh a non jew was sitting uh because he's he says to himself um uh you know maybe uh he's he's due for some kind of a, a judgment um and i uh, could get caught in his mess uh and using the same uh reasoning uh shmuel would only cross if there was a non-jew in it because in shmuel's opinion uh the Satan, uh, which is a uh, not a person really, uh, or uh, or a personage, but a uh, a kind of um, uh, uh, function, uh, uh, you know, a, a a judgment delivering function, um, uh, is the Satan is not a multitasker. Uh, the satan uh can only deal uh with one uh uh with with one nation uh at a time uh so from shmuel's perspective uh the safest thing that you can do uh is uh is to uh cross uh with uh, with uh, a non jew uh, Ravi, uh, Raviyanai, badek, viavar. Um, uh, Raviyan, uh, Raviyanai strategy is to first examine uh, the ferry or the bridge, whichever it is, uh, and and then cross if it it looked to be in good uh, condition, um, which seems like uh, an eminently uh, practical strategy um uh so rabiyani le de amar uh uh lolam olam a mod adam bimkom sakana lomar she o simlo nase shema eno simo nase so um ravianai uh says um, in, in accordance with his, his practical reasoning about first examining uh, the infrastructure, um, uh, he, he says a person should uh, never put himself or herself in a condition of danger, uh, saying that, um, that heaven will perform a miracle for, for that person because uh, the person knows that they've been good uh because uh, uh, maybe they won't get a miracle um uh, in other words raviana seems to believe that we don't know how miracles are distributed and therefore um you know we shouldn't assume that they're dis- distributed on the on the basis of how good you've been um uh and and even uh even uh more than uh, than than that uh uh the in osin and if it, the miracle was uh the the ain the uh um uh lo mi lomi yo tab. uh it even if 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 the miracle uh did happen it would bankrupt your merit account uh, uh, so uh then we have um uh, Rav khanin uh, uh uh uh, uh, uh says uh you know, what's the verse that 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 serves as a proof text for, uh, for that uh cut ka- uh cut ka- Katonti um, Mi uh Ha There's a, a, a verse about Yaakov where he says I'm I'm not uh worthy, I'm I'm diminished of all of the mercies and all of the all of the truth, um uh which uh, he's using to refer to the Zakut bank uh, bank book. Um uh I've become smaller uh, in my in in my zehut account. So uh, ultimately, don't re- rely on a miracle. It's chancy, and one way or the other, you couldn't afford it. So um, then uh, uh, we have, um, uh, if we can uh, go uh, back up here, uh, uh, what what we. Uh, what we have is um, an account of um, uh, other ways uh, that um that you can uh, uh be uh, careful if we, we we're still on
2: 130 so if you could move it over a little that would help. uh. uh Uh, What we've got here uh, uh, is
1: um, uh, uh, Ravi Zera, uh, who was a uh, first generation Amora in Eretz Yisrael uh, who provides an example of Ravi Yanai's uh, teachings. Uh, And that example is about not walking in a palm grove Uh, when the fierce uh, wind that's blowing uh, could get your skull uh, crushed. Uh, If you've ever been in uh, LA when the Santa Ana wind uh, is blowing, uh, then uh, you would would know what that is because palm branches are incredibly heavy. Uh, It's not like having maple leaves flutter down on on your head. So what Rav Zera seems to be saying is it's up to you to use the sense God gave you to evaluate whether you are doing something safe. So the corollary seems to be that being human is a vulnerable and temporary. We can take away the uh, uh, tact now. Um, there are accidents, there are illnesses. Um, Anything can happen to anyone, no matter how good they are. The human condition is not fair. We can take away the tax. So now um, this uh, conversation uh, is is real different from uh, what's going to follow. What's going to follow is you get what you deserve. So be sure that you do teshuva constantly so God won't punish you. And what we just read in this last part is a minority view about risk and accident. And the the minority view is very um, sophisticated, very um, thoughtful because it says, Randomness is part of the universe. And randomness is not something that you can control. You can't control it by being good. You can't control it by
2: anything really. Um, So I think what we have to vote for is regarding women as part of the larger, more diversified
1: category of normative human beings that we've been constructing here. Um, And I am gonna vote for this theodicy where God isn't the ultimate patriarch and God isn't the micromanagerial proprietor of a perfectly patterned universe. God made room from the very beginning for randomness and evolution in the universe. And sometimes that produces wonders, and sometimes it produces horrors. But God decided to leave the universe open-ended rather than static. All right. Let's see what you what you want to um, argue about
0: that. Okay, great. Yes, hi, uh, Rabbi Singer. Well, over to you.
3: Hi, Rachel. Um, thank you so much for this very provocative lecture. Um, so, it, but it sounds like God makes room for uh, my my computer's freezing. But anyway, um, the God makes room for uh, randomness when it comes to men, but when it comes to women, they get punished for misdeeds. Is that the conclusion we draw from this?
1: Uh, first of all remember this is a this is uh um this is theology and um not law right um all we have to do is abolish the category of women and uh, simply move them into the category of normative human being and we have a workable theology here i think that the way that the rabbis responded in the gemara to the mishnah says that they were already squirmy and they knew that these proofs were not good proofs and in fact one of the strategies
2: is to change the subject so trying to shift away
3: from the idea that um, women get punished that it's more part of the randomness of the universe.
2: That
1: the Mishnah doesn't have a legal leg to stand on and the Gemara could be torn to pieces. And I only did a very, very slight attempt. I mean, if you want to have a second go at this, I, I bet that together
2: we could just tear it to shreds. It's just not tenable. Thank you. Am I next? Yes, please Aglaya,
0: thank you.
4: Okay, um, y'all please hear me out because this, this particular question annoys my students all the time okay <laughs> but um we're talking about bad things happening you know that and i've done too much on theodicy you know from Leibniz to voltaire's little trip to crazy town in candide and such and you know so on and so forth carl Jung, all of that stuff um one of the things that i usually bring up in class discussions is um we look at all these bad things happening on a larger scale, historically and everything. And then I'll just say to the students, okay, well, do you forgive history and so on and so forth? Um, My question is um, right now, and please don't get mad at me at anybody for saying this so, but what about the human forgiving God for the misfortune? Okay. That's basically, I mean, I usually my students get all up in arms when I say that though. But then um most of mine are Christians, so I have one line that I actually throw out at them and it shuts them up completely, though. So but um yeah. Do humans can humans forgive God on the other side because well, you've had this horrible thing happen to you. Is that part of I love that um sentence, being human is vulnerable. It
2: seems to me that humans can, you humans
1: speak out of, you know, a limited perspective. Mm -hmm. But um, if there's anything we learn from the book of Job, Mm -hmm. it's that even God will be respectful of Mm -hmm. that limited perspective, even though the whole thing is a whole lot more complex. The problem for Job is, um you know god can tell him a whole bunch of things about how incredibly complex the universe is but uh job is still saying excuse me i'm bleeding here um <laughs> and those are they're just kind of incompatible questions but they're both legitimate and and um uh, serious uh questions yeah. um the the other thing that I, I think you might want to factor in here uh-huh. is it's now, I think, becoming very difficult to extricate theodicy from, what shall I call it, sociodicy.
2: Uh-huh. I
1: mean, there are a whole lot of things that are happening Um Uh, that I don't think we can lay on God. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, God didn't decide who was going to get access to COVID vaccines and who wasn't. Uh, God uh, didn't uh, decide uh, who was going to get privilege and safety and who wasn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, God didn't decide, um, you know, Uh, God didn't invent the uh, uh, AR-15. So um, it's now becoming, I think, very, very intricate to try to decide whose fault it is.
2: Yes, yes. And
1: frankly, I don't even know if that's a worthwhile enterprise. Right now, I don't, I don't give a blankety blank, uh, you know, whose, whose fault it is. The question is, what can we do
4: to heal it? Can you come guess lecture for me? <laughs> okay. okay. That's basically what I was, yeah. Thinking the I just love that sentence. Being human is vulnerable and what was it? Bu- vulnerable and temporary.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you. Who wants to jump in next with us? Hi, Toby.
4: Hi. Yes. Yeah. Here's a here's a
3: short and sweet version of I think what you said, or maybe what I'm interpreting you said. If we if we assume that God gave man free will, and that's a fair assumption, I think. Mm. Could we not attribute all this bad stuff to the consequences of man's free will, if we wanted to?
1: Human beings have choices. And human beings are able to do fairly awful things to other human beings. Um, and God can't prevent that really without interfering with free will. And, um, you know, I mean, it's kind of like uh, when kids are, 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 are little, uh, they think uh, Abba and Ima can fix everything. My son once um, bit into a piece of wax fruit uh, he was really kind of indignant because he thought it was a piece of real fruit, but he then handed it to me and said, fix it. Yeah, you know, some things just, you, it can't be fixed, you know? Uh, if, if you did it, you, you did it. Um, I, I couldn't make the apple into a real, an unblemished apple again, it's just not doable. We have to learn that um, our acts have impact just like God's acts have impact. That's what's so impressive and also terrifying about being a human being. Thank, Thank you very much.
0: I appreciate your help. Okay, time for one more question here someone we haven't heard from. Let's see if there's any of them first. Okay, or someone we've heard from.
2: Well, I just put in the chat something I read today from the today's
3: DAF about Abaye, who made made the parents of another rabbi die by staring at them because he was mad at his Decision on something. So I don't know what's wrong with that guy. <laughs> do you know anything about his background?
2: I think one of the things um, that's
1: very hard to do uh, is to account for um differences in context. Um, without being unduly judgmental. I mean, when I think about ways that we have been purblind about uh, injustices to the human beings around us, i think about trans people who uh in ways uh, that they have been wronged or overlooked i think about um uh ways that people are ignorant uh, about um uh about uh uh you know jews of of uh, various races i think about um i i think about just ways that uh that um uh, ashkenazim get uh, uh oblivious about about um other jewish tra- uh traditions uh, there are, we're so limited we're so ignorant we can only work with our context and try to broaden our context the best we we can, you know, what what Abaye probably needed um, uh, was—I uh, don't think he was in the same period, though he was—he was too late to have a heart-to-heart with Bruria, who might have set him
0: straight. Wonderful, uh, Professor Adler. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for joining us. We hope next week, oh, and uh, Dr. Heidrich, thank you for writing that in the chat. We'll we'll take a read over there. Uh, We hope you'll join us next week for um, Is Peace Possible in Jerusalem with an activist on the ground on East and West Jerusalem. Uh, That's happening next week. And thank you, Professor Adler and all of you, and wishing everyone a wonderful day. And please join my Tuesday morning kindness class. Kindness every Tuesday at 10. Have a great day.